right, all right. This is day 92. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so we're working our way through the Psalms. So remember, uh, this year is a modified chronological plan, right? So what that means is as best as possible, we're trying to go through the Bible chronologically, right? And so the Psalms took place during the life of David. So after we finished first and second Samuel, we started with the Psalms. All right. So Psalm 25, right? The thought here that, that permeates the Psalm is that God guides, right? God guides. So he says, Hey, verse four, make your ways known to me, Lord, teach me your paths, guide me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation I wait for you all day long. Psalm 25 is a psalm of dependence and trust, right? And the psalmist, like all of us, goes through the various trials of life. And one of the things that he continues to spew forth is that like us, he needs guidance, right? Most of us come to our lives making plans, but we have to also at the same time ask God to show us his divine path, right? I think we oscillate between, you know, two extremes where we uh, either, you know, kind of just lean on the Lord for direction and don't make any plans, or we make all our own plans and push God to the margin of our lives. And we should be asking the questions, you know, where do you want me to go, Lord? What would you have for me, right? Do we ask him to guide us or do we make our own plans, set our own agenda and just ask God to tag along right behind us while he is pushed to the margin of our lives? Right. It shouldn't be so, according to the psalmist. Right. So he'll come back and say in verse eight, the Lord is good and upright. Therefore, hear this. He shows sinners the way he leads them. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches them his way um sorry to tell you bad news but you and i are terrible leaders of our lives right in the words of the famous philosopher kendrick lamar we need to sit down and be humble right so look at what the psalmist says in verse 12 who is the person who fears the lord he will show him the way he should choose he will live a good life and his descendants will inherit the land the psalmist doesn't tell us that uh god wants to guide us but and God guiding us, it's God wants to do that to bless us, right? And so what I love about this too is that we see promises, right? That a good, whole, blessed, and meaningful life comes from being led by God. Um, and at the end, he'll also talk about the Torah or the land, right? The inheritance of the land. And this was echoing the Torah, the first five books of the Bible where the people of God left Egypt and they were headed towards an inheritance, right? The offspring of Jacob, God's people, his firstborn son. And the psalm speaks about this redemption uh, that we'll have and where, you know, at the end of the day, I think the the point for us on the backside of the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ is that um, being led by God leads us to an eternal place of happiness, beatitude, blessing, which will be heaven on earth with God. 
forever. Psalm 26. The next psalm comes along and basically we have David going before God and asking him to vindicate him, right? To prove him to be righteous or innocent because of his integrity. So he mentions, I do not sit with the worthless or associate with hypocrites. I hate a crowd of evil doers. I do not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go around your altar, Lord, raising my voice in thanksgiving and telling about your wondrous works. Here we see David is pleading for vindication and asserting his innocence showing us that integrity right integrity involves not just what we engage in but also what we avoid engaging in right there are places he says he doesn't sit there are crowds he says he doesn't find himself running with right and in the psalms when it speaks of integrity it is not speaking of sinlessness but faithfulness right not perfection but direction <laughs> not flawlessness but blamelessness right someone who is keeping god's covenant and god's relationship with themselves and his work before their eyes and is trusting in the lord right he describes the wicked here as those who plot evil schemes and come against come up with worthless bribes and it is so good because we see david here even saying lord i am living with integrity distinguished between the faithful and the impious right and for David to approach God with confidence in this way shows a ton of security, right? And I'm here to tell you today that integrity is the pathway to security, right? The lack of integrity is the pathway to anxiety, <laughs> right? You always hear this. You will always live looking over your shoulder, thinking someone is out to get you when you don't live with integrity, right? You'll live paranoid right experientially paranoid and i think that's why this one pastor named brian loritz he says that um integrity is the best sleep medicine there is right and you see david here coming to god in a place of security asking for vindication to be proven right um because of his own integrity integrity is uh what the believer should strive and go after in his day-to-day -day life. Psalm 27, David comes out the gate and is like, the whole tone of the psalm switches from the last one. He says, I ain't never scared, <laughs> right? I ain't never scared, right? Like bone crusher back in the day. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom should I be or whom should I dread? And he keeps beating the same drum, right? Over and over and over. So later he'll say, hey, though an army deploys against me, right? My heart will not be afraid. Though a war breaks out against me, I will still be Confident. One thing that is so comforting um, about the Psalms, as I've said before, is that they are real. And what I mean by real, um, not just that they are historical or literal or that they actually took place. Of course, we believe that. But they are real and that they are honest. Right. And what David is not doing here is somehow acting like there aren't real, powerful, powerful forces at play and at odds with him in his life. But at the same time, he expresses a fearlessness right in the face of of his adversaries and the various adversities, not because he has the best hands, not because he has the greatest or toughest armor, not because he even has the fiercest fighters, right? But because the Lord is his stronghold. The Lord is his salvation. Yahweh is his light. As Christians, hear this, as Christians, the opposition we face in life, we don't have to resort to merely resources but the source of all things himself right like we have the source of all things himself one of the greatest refrains in the bible that the lord says to his people 
is do not be afraid. And he always, 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 always gives the same reason. What? Because I'm with you, right? I'm with you. I'm with you, right? It's like it's like the little brother who's walking home from school and he know bullies on the way. And so he's scared every day when he walks by himself. But when his big brother's with him, right? When his big brother's with him, he ain't, he ain't scared. He like bone crusher. He ain't never scared, right? And the Lord is... It, it, like he operates in that capacity for us as Christians. And so practically David mentions that he will seek the face of the Lord. Right. And that and, I, and I'm here to say as well that that should be our daily duty as believers. Right. Like the size of our problems. Hear this. The size of the problems is the thing in our lives that are that is going to fluctuate. But our seeking of the only one who can save and protect us and provide for us in the midst of those problems should not. Right. And I think David is trying to get that message across in Psalm 27. Psalm 28. Last one of this bunch. Um, If Psalm 27 is an expression of confidence, Psalm 28 is a cry. Listen to the sound of my pleading when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary david is crying out to god and based on what he has said in this psalm if god doesn't come through for him it won't be any more of him right in other words david's expression and cries show that he is hanging on by a thread and he sees what he is facing as a knife coming to slice whatever he has away and he goes on and on and on to talk about the wicked and how he uh you know he once again provides an imprecatory psalm where he asks god to righteously judge the wicked not just those who sin no but those who willfully oppose god himself and his people and he says this though he's the 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 tone switches he says um blessed be the lord right for he has heard the sound of my pleading the lord is my strength and my shield my heart trusts in him and i am helped i am helped um, this psalm ends like most laments do in the Psalter with praise. And what we see is that man crying out to God is never met unattended, right? And never goes unheard. Um, this past Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, John preached a sermon and um, he, he said he talked about the way, you know, just adoption, being adopted into the family of God, uh, providing an inheritance by the personal work of Jesus, the son of God, um, by the spirit of God. And he just talked about, you know, Christians aren't those who just have to try harder, but those who have to cry harder, right? Like those who have a father who hears and attends to the cries of his children, right? And what's even further, though, what's even better than that is not just that God hears. It's not just that God attends to them or assents to the fact that we actually are crying out to them. I'm glad that the God of the Bible works in such a way that he doesn't just hear us he helps us right and this is what david expresses here and this is what we can hope in today father we pray um that we will remember that you don't just hear us but you help us god i pray that when we go through the trials of life that we will cry out to you in our distress knowing that you have never ever not met one of your children's problems.